and welcome to Pixel Hunt Podcast, where we deep dive and analyse games one system and one letter at a time. My name's Sol, and was Onslaught a character from Coronation Street? No, that's Deirdre Barlow, uh, later called Deirdre Rashid. Hi, I'm Mark, and I'm not Deirdre Rashid. Deirdre, 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 Deirdre Rashid. Hi, I'm Dan. I'm Dan. I'm Dan. I'm Dan. I'm Dan. I'm Dan. That that was an onslaught. Uh, Are you Deirdre Rashid? Um, No. What happened there was I said said the word Deirdre that many times it didn't sound like a word anymore and it confused me. (laughs) Deirdre Rashid. Was she the one that was married to Ken Barlow? Yeah. She Deirdre Barlow? She was Deirdre Barlow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Old twisty neck. She's, she's dead. She's dead now. I think because she probably played played this game. <laughs> right. Um, so yes, welcome uh, for for the second series that we're on. Uh, we are covering the Sega Mega Drive or the Sega Genesis. If you're from USA, we're working our way from A to Z and a number at the end for the entire catalogue of. Sega Mega Drive Genesis games and we're up to World 2 Stage 15 Onslaught Letter O Onslaught You might have to start doing an Onslaught a podcast just to get through Mega Drive because so far it's been painful hasn't it? It has but things have been getting away haven't they? We've been we've all been moving house and illness and all it is It's almost like it were easier through Covid when we were all fit and healthy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we had no else to do. <laughs> we're all sat sat in enjoying our health. Now we're allowed out again. We're all poorly. Playing Hitman No Chitai Tankin. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I've been on holiday. Daniel's moved house again for the third time this year, I think. <laughs> it's right, isn't it? Uh, it's right, se- isn't it? Second. I've moved out second time. to some temporary and then moved again into my real home yeah, now. Matt. Mike's been flying around Europe getting visas for laugh. So that's why it's taken us a considerable amount of time. So now we're all settled. After, after, and Dan's going all day in a minute. <laughs> so oh, yeah. yeah it's coming here that, though, isn't it? So we, yeah, we might be able to you, we get together and do one in person. Well, you'll still be over there, you fucking loser. Unless you get a flight over. <laughs> I can't be doing that. I could double team your soul from Lanzarote. <laughs> yeah, mean, means leaving the house. Right. <laughs> So, yes, as I briefly touched on that, we're covering the game Onslaught for the Sega Mega Drive. But before we get on to doing that, what we normally do is just sit around and go, oh, what have you been up to that? What have you been doing? Like a round table chat about games and shit and stuff and that. So, uh, Mark, you're in the middle of my screen right now. What have you been up to? Um, I'm in the middle of mine as well. Um, uh, I got the opportunity to really go to town with the Steam Deck because I've been doing loads of travelling and loads of flying and it's one of the best things I've ever bought. It's amazing. It's fucking brilliant. So I I, um, I started by playing the AAA games but they don't last a full plane journey. So I started thinking what are games I've bought in previous Steam sales? Um, because that, because uh, of the battery getting sloped up. Yeah, so yeah, if you're playing, right. play, when I was playing something like uh, Elden Ring or whatever, you're getting 90 minutes, two hours, same with Sekiro, things like that. Um, wow. 
So I went back and I thought, all this shit that I've bought in Steam sales that I've never played, I'm going to play. And what I ended up accidentally latching onto was Alpha Protocol, which was made by Sega. And I think it might have been a late PS2, early PS3 era type. I think it game. was 360. I think I've got it somewhere. So my PS3 then, yeah. And it's fucking great. It's really good. It was good from the start. It, it, it basically, I mean, Alpha Protocol's like a pretty dull name. And then it, the tagline is the espionage RPG. It's like, so they're giving you a load of detail there. But it is basically a James Bond RPG, but... It has a lot of mechanisms in it that really have only come into their own now, like the decisions that you make change the story in significant ways as well. Um, obviously, you've got the option of being like a spy-type spy or a marine-type guy, or you can be a technician, um, you know, like hack, hacking and things like that, which are pretty standard tropes. But they're done really, really well, and the way that the uh, character expansion works is really good, and the way that the story diversifies and those choices that you make are really, really good. You know, you are presented with some significant choices. You know, are you going to save this, or are you going to defuse that bomb? Are you going to do this, or are you going to do that? And then there's a trust system with the people that you encounter, depending on the way you have the conversation with them. So some people, if you laugh and joke with them, um, you can see their trust meter increase, or it'll decrease if you laugh and joke with other people. Now... I mean, some people it doesn't pay to have the trust meter too high because if they're talking in your ear on a mission and they really, really like you, they could fear for your life too much to put you in danger. So they might like put you on the wrong track to try and save your life, which could jeopardise your mission. So you've got all these little sp- uh, plates to spin. I, I thought they were full of great ideas. Um, obviously, we're clunky as fuck to play because it was old um but i could get that that the battery when i was playing that lasted all forever uh so um so yeah um to give a highlight it's that although i did play lots um sounds intriguing that sounds like there's a lot of depth in something i don't say so old because what would be what like 10 years old or something now uh but it sounds no, like it's old. i think it's older than it. that but, but yeah that it, it, that? yeah i think so yeah um but yes, I would definitely recommend playing I wouldn't recommend playing it on a normal machine because what's happened is every time I've booted it up, I've looked at the chunky graphics and just turned the fucker off. But as soon as I played it on um, on the deck, that all made perfect sense. Um, so yeah, and then uh, things to watch-wise, I've, I've seen quite a lot of stuff, but the thing that's sticking out most at the moment, because I only saw it a few days ago, or a week or so ago, is Bullet Train, which uh, was a very pleasant surprise, and is definitely worth watching. Um, yes, I, I want to see that. It looks it looks good. Yeah, and it was cool for the k- kids as well, because over here, you know, the age certificates on the films are advisory, so even though it's an adult film full of violence and uh, swearing, I could take the kids. <laughs> so that was good. <laughs> That, that's parenting done right that's it the, there's some popcorn watch it? this guy get his face shot to shit <laughs> but it's not it, it's comic book violence in many ways and if I, by looking at the trailer it's not it's not it's not serious very much it's like uh, Tarantino and Guy Ritchie had a baby yeah I've heard it's great fun it's not amazing or, or brilliant but it's a, you'll have a great time watching it that's exactly that's exactly what it is some great that's dialogue enough, it? that's funny and yeah it's never boring the action sequences are absolutely amazing and there's a lot going on there's so much going on that when it finishes you're like fucking hell you're out of breath and you're like I want to watch that again so that's a good thing isn't it 
Yeah. And that's it. That's it, really. Like I say, if I had to pick uh, the two highlights, Alpha Protocol and Bullet Train, are they? Right, well, I'll go next because I'm running the game. So otherwise you're going to hear from me a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, I'll start with games because we're a gaming podcast and that's what we do. No matter what <laughs> the people who are putting fireworks through my letterbox and sending letter bombs say, we are a gaming podcast. That means they're And we'll like continue it. to be. I think so. They're Here's awards. a present. It's flammable. Yeah. Fire-based awards. I've been playing a game that I've really liked. Go on. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, right. You done? Have you done? Oh, no, sorry. Called Neon White, which is it's a speed-running, first-person shooting, deck-building uh, shooter. <laughs> that's, okay. that's basically the best way to describe it. So you are... It seems to be lots of first-person based, all that, all that that I've just said levels pulled together by some kind of um, storyline about you've been ascended to heaven and you're some kind of god in some kind of. Basically, that's the wrapping around the game. There's a bit of a storyline going off and characters coming in and left right. Do you ever play a game called Play by Numbers? No. <laughs> oh, Death by Numbers. Sorry, Death yeah. by Numbers, which is like a Sudoku, not Sudoku. Um, What's the game? Picross. It's a Picross-based game wrapped in a murder mystery. You can get it for the Switch. It's probably really, it's probably really cheap now. It's a, it is good because Picross is, is quite good, but there's, star, there's a storyline in it. And you think, this storyline, whilst entertaining, a bit funny, don't need to be there, but it's there, so I'll take it. But it's almost... And this is the same. There's a storyline wrapped around these levels, but essentially the game at the core of it is you've got... You start on a level and you've got to get to the end as fast as you can. When you go through these levels, you've got to shoot demons on the way and once all the demons are killed, then you can f leave the level. But also on the way, you pick up cards, which is a gun that you can shoot, or if you throw the card, it will make you jump. And as you pick up the cards, you pick up the cards in a certain order and you build up a deck of cards. So as you're running, you're throwing these cards or using these cards to, to bounce through the, through the air or um, shoot things with different weapons or, or shoot forwards to reach a platform that you can't reach. And then that makes you get through the level quicker or at least be able to get through the level because there's certain things you can't reach until you use a certain card. And obviously you can get... The faster you do it, the better rating you get as well. And also... There is um, hidden presence of things around these levels as well that you can, at, at your own pace, you can work out almost puzzle-like, how do I get up there? You can see in the distance that there's a, there's a box with a bow on it. How do I get up there? All right, I've got to use these certain cards to do that. To do. So it's a puzzle. It's a puzzler, speed-running, card-building, first-person shooting um, Story. So what? And what what format have you played this on? Did you say? Switch? I bought that on Steam. Oh, right. uh, for okay. the PC. That's what I wanted to um, know. I think it it was twelve pounds. I think. All right. Cool. It got nine out of ten on Edge. I've streamed it a few times, and I've seen people drop in and go, "This just looks like a demo." So it might look like it, mm. but I think you've got to play it to, to really it. see what to get it. Yeah, to That's get it. And this. But it, it, it's, yeah, it's good. And it's one of those where you can immediately just hit retry. So, uh, so 
similar to Super Meat Boy, you've died, you go, no, I'm not fast enough. No, that's the wrong way. No, yeah, that's not the shortcut. Gotcha. That's the down no, now. Wrong card. Here's the wrong card. Da, 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 da. And the story is quite, everyone's a bit um, a bit fruity as well in the story. It's a bit a bit cheeky. They're all, one character just wants to have sex all the time. Is it me? It might be. I don't know. Do you want to have sex all the time? Uh, would I, yeah. I think so. <laughs> Fair enough. It's you then. It's an Annapurna interactive game, isn't it? They make um, they make some quite interesting. There's a lot of these decent indie developers around. They made that What Remains of Edith Finch. That I um, like that. Well, well, they published it, they didn't develop it, but um, yeah, and Donut County. You know, oh, um, that's good. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bang on about the games I've played, but I played that recently because it's on Game Pass, and that's a whimsical couple of hours of just fun and the snidey again there's a, you don't need that story on Donut County you don't need that story it's a little puzzler of throw things in a hole on the floor but mm. the story certainly adds to it uh, and the characters made, um, are well they made Outer Wilds as well which uh, was that yeah, yeah, space planet travelling yeah, that's exploration one where you're stuck in, stuck in like a groundhog day loop time yeah. loop yeah. and yeah. Annapurna really are the are the Publishers, aren't they? They're not yes, the developers publishers. of these games, they're the publishers. Yeah. But in very in the same way that another favourite of Pixel and Podcast, in the same way that Devolver Digital are the publishers. Mm. But everything yeah. Annapurna and Devolver Digital put out is worth a look. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So Edge, Edge gave this nine out of ten. And you can see why. And that's they don't um they don't dish stuff out like that much, do they? Do you ever watch Zero oh, Punctuation on YouTube? Uh I haven't uh, for a while, but yeah, he, he's he's um, reviewed this recently and he really enjoyed it, and he's difficult to please. Honestly, it, it it's surprising. There's depth there when then you look at it, you go, "Is this it?" And then when you've done about so ten, fifteen again? levels, you go, "Neon white." I know it sounds like an ice cream. Can you get us a neon like a white, color. please? You got a flake in it. Neon white. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sounds like the hair dye that Sia uses. What colour is that? Yeah. Neon white. Neon Chandelier. White. Uh, what have I been watching on TV and that? Uh, I've watched Reservation Dogs, which is a TV series. About from, dogs that run a hotel. About, well, about indigenous Americans, indigenous people, what we would have called Indians, which now you're not... <laughs> say that but yeah they refer to themselves as Indians so I'm not going to get myself in kind of any culture inappropriate what wrongness but uh, Native Americans and it's uh, it's it's Redskins that's what you're looking for Redskins yeah oh yeah that'll get us in trouble <coughs> um, no, don't say that and it's from Taika Waititi's had a hand in it it's really about the culture of uh, Native Americans in in um in the US, but they all live. It's a, it's a teen. It's a story of teenagers getting up to hijinks. But also, it's one of those ensemble pieces where the people who live in that town or that reservation are very much. You know, the 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 characters on the periphery make up a lot of the humour as well. So it's it's a, it's not an out and out comedy, but it's certainly uh, a funny, humorous look at how these kids want to get better where they live and how they want to break out where they live and they want to make themselves better for them whilst getting up to hijinks and stuff. Uh, that's on Disney+. Plus. That's good. 
That's good. You you watch Re- Reservation Dogs, and it's a nod to Reservoir Dogs. It's the title. If you didn't already catch on, and finally, um, I meant to bring this up on the last podcast, but albums. Uh, have you heard of Nova Twins? No, the Nova Twins. I think they're actually. I think subsequently, since I forgot to mention it on last podcast or the podcast before, they. I think they've been. Uh, I think they've been nominated for the Mercury this year, possibly. Whether that means anything to you, anyway. Um, but it, it's if it's two girls and I said girls. I think they're in mid twenties. So the girls to us, because we're all bastards. But it's almost like they've been brought up on a diet of Rage Against the Machine, Prodigy, and Skunk and Nancy. And then they're going, well, let's just put all let's let's just put all this into into something. And just make loads of like metally noise, bombastic metally noise, and it's good, worth checking out. Okay. That's my music. That's my that's my music recommendation. So there you go. So there's games, TV, music from the mind of me. And if you don't like it, well, I don't know. Tell points of view or something. <laughs> but you're done. Have Terry Wogan tell you about it. Ooh. What have I been doing? Time's just been monopolised by moving house. It's a fucking ball yeah. isn't it? But uh managed to go to the cinema in that time to see the, the new Thor film, which I think you've both seen. Have you not? I enjoyed I it. Have, it was yeah, good. I really liked it. I thought it was probably one of the best superhero films, but Marvel superhero films that there's been. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed that. Um, actually, I had a, actually had a good... Actually, had a, a proper villain in it. He actually seemed uh, villainous. Well, that, that's what I liked. I think I said this on the last pod that um, what made it really was that it wasn't just a oh I'm going to destroy the world. You you actually um, had an understanding of his point of view and his reasoning behind what he did, and it it made him probably the best villain I think that the that Marvel's had for that reason. Mm. It, it, were, it were a much more nuanced villain. And obviously it were, good, it were a genius stroke getting a decent actor to play him because it could have come off cheesy and cartoony. Must have only just come out when you... Did, I didn't know you mentioned it on the last one. God, it's that long since I forgot. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it, had, it was when I was in England because obviously over here it's difficult to get films that are in English. So when I was over in England with the kids... Um, I, I took him to the cinema to, to go see that and then as it happens I landed and it went English showing the Thor on the RSC fair and I'm like fucking brilliant I picked the one film that is going to be on <laughs> what have I been playing mm. house moving yeah I've been, I've been playing real life Tetris um, but unfortunately the boxes don't disappear when you stack them up they just get bigger um played some SnowRunner. I keep dipping into that because I can like do half an hour here and there. I should pick something else up really, but I don't want to get invested in something and want to carry on playing when I've got other things to do. I've I've been in, in the process of moving. I've been digging things out. So I found my Game Boy Color and associated um, games with it. I had a quick go on um, Nintendo World Cup for the Game Boy, which... Um, it's got those little characters in that are from um, from uh, what's that game called? From you know the characters that, that Renegade. They look like that. They've got big heads. Yeah. What they're they called? 
in yeah. River City Ransom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those I guys. Know. I know. <laughs> well, Kuna Kuni, Kuni Kuni, Kuni Kuni. Something like that. <laughs> those are the characters in that football game in the Nintendo World Cup. I wasn't expecting to see them. I expected some really bad, just like little stigma or something, but that's quite fun, actually. Um, played some actual real-life old Tetris. I just keep digging stuff out. I went, ooh, look at this. Ooh, look at this. After <laughs> these boxes, I haven't opened since 2017, so I'm finding like old Wii games I didn't know I had. Um, yeah, I had just... a similar situation when I got everything here on a container. And the thing is, I, I'm not a hoarder, and nor is Jen, and we realised that it's just how much shit we had. I've... But it's, it's worked out all right. I've sold a PlayStation, a PlayStation Pro, and it's there on the table behind me, and a PlayStation VR today, so... I'm fucking 700 quid better off than I was this morning for getting laid for loads of stuff we don't use. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, I haven't really watching TV because it's just been moving and got sleep, move, got sleep, done. So move on, get on with it. I'm, I'm boring. I'm boring myself, telling <laughs> okay. you. This <laughs> podcast you, rubbish, yeah, I, I, just gets bored and is. talks about boring stuff. Borons. I'm still playing Fortnite. Yeah. Um, well, actually, you know, I told the kids that um, you'd said um, it's got good, and they went back and played it and went, "Oh yeah, it has." And then I went, "Are you going to carry on playing it?" And they went, "Nah, it's still shit." And they just went back to Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, it's the community aspect of the, of the solo build. It's, you just jump on for like three or four games for like half an hour with a few people off Discord or Twitch or wherever, and then. You can easily step away. Like like you've just said down about Snowrunner, it's just something you can just dip into, I'll just do a bit, and then you can bugger off again. But I, I, so Elden Ring has when, taken over their lives. Well, this is the thing. When you've got time to invest in something like Elden Ring, mm. you want to sit down and you go, right, I, I want four or five hours at this. So I, I want to sit down. I don't want interrupting, and I want to get lost in it. But everything's just been so busy with the holiday and then mm. coming first week back at work and stuff. All you want to do when it gets to 10 o'clock at night is like, I'll have, have a couple of games oh, I'm off to bed. Yeah, oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't get that on Steam, although yeah. you can get steamy with it, you know what I mean? <laughs> you do it quick enough. <laughs> this is the game. The game that we've been playing. So yes, onslaught. That brings us on to that brings on to onslaught. On, on we're, hey, hello. We're on to onslaught. We're on onslaught. Anyway, that's what we do. So onslaught originally released from what I can make out in the review days and stuff. The original, because all the, all the internet is so vague, was December nineteen eighty nine for the Amiga and by Houston, and ST eventually. So it ended up on quite a lot of platforms, but initially. Amiga was the first one, and it was released by Houston Consultants. So if you've been playing games as long as we have, you'll know Houston Consultants for such games as Cybernoid, Gribbly's Day Out, Paradroid, Technician Ted, Stormlord. That was the first ever, ever, ever video game I ever saw at your house. Really? Um, And at that point in time, Dan, you were sat in a high chair with food all over your face. Probably um, food that I've regurgitated after you'd spun me round enough. No, this sick. is this, this is when you were too small for us to abuse you. Um, and yeah, um, I went into... This is Sullivan. And I went, what's that? And you were playing uh, an Amstrad and it was Technician Ted. 
Right. Well, they did that. They did Nebulous, Impossible, Exelon, Iridium, which is uh, Iridium, Iridium, Iridium. That game for the C64, which is which is megadocious. But to be honest, we could do an entire series on what Houston consultants did. And eventually, I think a couple of games after Onslaught, they wound up, and I can't remember. I don't know why. Um, but this was eventually ported from the Amiga to the Genesis. I don't think there's any uh, European release at all, not that I could find, uh, by Next Grand, whoever they were. Uh, and from, again, from the vague internet breadcrumbs, it looks to have been released on the Genesis, I guess, if it's the States, in June 1991. June 1991. Now, um, you have you got the actual instructions for this anywhere? Or any explanation of anything I that's have. going on? Or would you like it? I have. No, so what I'm going to do is I will give you the introduction as... As described by the instructions, because okay. when you pl- going when you're going cold to this game, like you're just taking no acid. <laughs> no, right. So this is the, this is the bump, right? This is the storyline okay. bump. Mm-hmm. Introduction: pull up a chair, hot chocolate, and slam this against your ear holes. The land of Gargor, named after its founder. Oh, hang on. I'll tell you what we could. Dave Gargor. Oh. Yeah. Tell you what, tell you what, what we've got here. This, this is this is this is next level podcasting, right? There we go. This is next level podcasting. But it's not. Hear it's that? really bad. Go on, though. <laughs> Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Yeah. Next level podcasting. <laughs> next level bugling. The, the land of Gargor, named after its founder, Alexander Gargor, the battle-scarred dominion of Gargor has cowered under the iron fist dictatorship for more than 500 years. <laughs> Today, 14 different imperial armies spread unrelenting terror throughout the many kingdoms of this land. Though many rebels have tried, no kingdom has successfully broken the grip of the Gargorian reign. Okay, is that what it says? Yes, right. Yeah. So, the story of, the story of Bal, Balfuzar. Balthazar was born 28 years ago in the kingdom of Strachmar. He grew up in the benevolent court of Donkar. His father. (laughs) Doncaster. (laughs) He's from Doncaster. (laughs) After 20 years of cruel dictatorship, Donkar devised a bold plan for the liberation of his people. During its deployment, however, Donkar was captured and executed by vicious troops of the Gargorian Juggernaut Army. He never said... <laughs> During its deployment, however... <laughs> it was like that. Oh, 
Uh, he never saw the light of independence in his kingdom, vowing to avenge his father's death. Balthazar and several lo loyal warriors not only defy the brutal occupying force in Strachmar, but also seek to topple the Gargorian reign everywhere. So, when do you start your new job as a voiceover artist? When's this? I like it. Because that seems slick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so clean, honestly. I could, I could eat my dinner off it. <laughs> Just one take. One take, Gil. Right, so, the, the, the mission, the object of Onslaught, is to lead Balthazar's loyal warriors to victory. Yes. So, you must do these things. One, Eliminate the evil warring armies in each of the kingdoms which make up the land of Gargor. Yeah. Protect your own kingdom's flag. Yeah. Well, you've got um, to capture their flag and protect your own flag. Yeah. 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 That's the mission, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's how in-depth that mission is. And it's made up of three sections, essentially. So when you first join the game, you've got a campaign map, which looks a lot like any strategy game that you've ever played, ever, 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 ever. Hang on, hang on. You're missing stuff. It's in the in the manual. It says, "Loading instructions. Make sure the power switch is off. Insert the cartridge <laughs> oh, into oh, Sega right, Genesis yeah. or Master Drive." You're missing some steps here. Ah, uh, I'm not going into that. If you're too stupid, I turn out to turn a Mega Drive on. The you when you first start, you you're presented with a campaign map, very much like any strategy game that you've ever seen, and you can move around that campaign map to pick certain areas you want to conquer not conquers like that grow on trees conquer with a Q right and have you like noticed it's 16 by 16 so 256 a very computery number of locations <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. 256 I locations <laughs> I didn't so so there's you can see yourself on that map you can see where there's enemy locations and you can see um, this is your location that is a water temple. This area is wet. Yeah. That is another temple. These are the detailed descriptions that you get, along with your name on the left. So it says, like, this is Derek Smash-a-Lot. Um, yeah, it's it, a bit weird, isn't it? So, so <laughs> yeah. You're a different so character yeah, the each time get, you start, aren't you? Yeah, which are picked at random as well. Yeah. Really, what that means is it gives you a different name. Yeah, and, oh, and a different town of birth. It's like Derek Smashalot from Bridlington, or you might be Barry Bashalot from Cleethorpes. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Def Warbler. <laughs> yeah, from Scarborough. <laughs> but what? Um, so yeah, you are you are ones randomly picked at the beginning of each game. So it's broken down into three things, isn't it? Field battle. Yeah. Siege, and then what is tantalizingly called the mind duel. <laughs> yeah. Right? Which, when you read it in the instructions, you're like, I'm all about that. I can't wait till I get to, to the mind duel, but we'll come on to that. We'll, we'll leave you excited about the mind duel. <laughs> so, the first, so the, you've got to win over these kingdoms by, by going through those three phases. <laughs> Phase one, you enter the kingdom. On, a, on, a, on the map and you fight to win that field battle which really what that actually means is it's now a side-scrolling platformer 
where you've got to get from the start, i.e. the left of the screen, yeah. all the way to the right of the screen to get a flag. Yes, the biggest, the most popular game of this that's similar to this that I can think of to compare it to is Gods. Yes, yeah, so it's very... Of- it, sprites and the layout of the levels is very much like gods yeah it looks a lot like gods once you've got that flag you've then got to continue killing people while (laughs) as you progress through as you progress through these levels you've got to prevent the enemies from leaving the left hand side of the screen which where you start so you don't let them scroll off because the more people you miss it fills up a uh, uh, it fills up a bar and when that bar's full up it's game over so you've got to constantly kill people to keep that bar down get to the end get your that's flag that's how you and then... die right okay that makes right. a lot more sense now yes <laughs> and then once <laughs> oh that's how you play it and then once you've got the flag you continue to kill people to reduce that level right down and then and then he does a little dance he looks at the screen and goes yeah boy Something like that. And you then go on to the next it, section. It does make a noise at the end of that. Depends what you've chosen. Depends whether you've chosen to have music or sound effects, because you can only have one or the other. <laughs> if you go into the menu, into the options, you can pick music or sound, sound effects. Effect. Right now, the yeah. Amiga does both, right? Check this out. The ST does both. But when the sound effects kick in, the music stops. The music's going boom, 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 boom. Then he whacks and it just stops and he goes, and then he goes, boom, boom, boom. So, yeah, I don't know what the fuck they they had wrong with this for every format but Amiga, but you'd think they'd have figured some other solution out. (laughs) It does, it does, when when he's cleared the level, it throws his hands up in the air and he goes, yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. Because I only I only played it once. I, I was again disgusted that there's no sound effects, so I went in and turned it off and played it with sound effects. But the sound effects are so mediocre. You put the music back on the annoying music. I only back had on. one go with sound effects, yeah, so I put the annoying music back on. So I never really picked up that he went, yeah. Um, oh, right. So I forgot to mention that on that first field battle level, when you're mm. jumping up and down the like the X, it's almost like a like a like the exterior, like barricade type battlefield, isn't it? Up on up on wooden wooden yeah, platforms. You what pick you've got up is a, along the way. A variety of different enemies from these different villages yeah. or towns that all have used the employed the same architect to do the design of the buildings, <laughs> and they, they got same team of builders in. So there's obviously some areas that are not feudal. Basically, your plumbing, your electrics and your builders, they can navigate the, the map freely without having to go to war. Uh, so essentially, they're all the same same background, just some guys are on flying carpets, others have got ballistas, uh, some are shooting cannons, and all of them are annoying. Yeah, some are riding pigs. Uh, <laughs> it's really odd because some of them We've are coming along in like... <laughs> some of them are coming along in, in big, uh, big wooden wheeled machines that somehow they've managed to get up about three or four levels <laughs> yeah, there, up the just stairs, onto, yeah. onto a single platform it's like who's lifted that up there which is all, all very very strange uh but yeah every depending on every time you start it's all randomized isn't it mm. uh, enemies are different uh, and the map's different um, as well so yes, the name's different right. the map's different the enemies are different the only thing that remains is the tedium and the backgrounds 
Yeah. And as you work, you work, I forgot to mention, as you work through the level, you pick up objects which give you different attack powers and you can pick up a scroll to replenish your energy, a scroll to replenish your endurance because if either of those drop down, you're dead as well. So there's three, possibly two ways to die. Certainly if your energy gets low, it's game over. Mm. If you let the gauge of enemies fill up, it's game over. Uh, but yeah, you can pick up certain different attacks. Now there's two ways to play it. You can pick up all these different items and you can have the game just select these items to choose for you. So I think what it gives is the most powerful, it gives you the most powerful weapon first. And when that's run out, it, it just drops down. defaults back again. Because they're all, yeah, as you pick them up, they're all displayed possibly about eight to ten, eight, ten, twelve across the bottom of the screen. You hold it. Yeah, so you get quite a lot. But once that's full, you can't then pick any others up. Um, but I did not know you could choose to have it choose for you. I thought yeah. the buttons on my controller were broken, but then when I went back to the map, you can choose which weapon you start the level with. So I was like, well, why yeah. can't I choose in the game to switch to a different weapon instead of using whatever when, I've got in my hand? When Basically, I, you've got A, B, C buttons, haven't you? So A yeah. will go left across your weapon selection, C goes right, and B uses it. When I looked like into yeah. this on the original Amiga, you used the left and right cursors to select the weapons, but you were using obviously a joystick to play the game, so you could navigate. Oh, okay. You could navigate them at will on the um, the other. The, the well, certainly in the options on this, you can pick whether you have the game pick it for you, yeah. which I ended up just doing because I couldn't be bothered, and or you can. It, Sorry to cut you picking off, yourself. in theory it's picking the best one, it's not, is it? Because like, there'll be something you've got an affinity with and then all of a sudden it switches, so you just end up spamming yeah. the button to get rid of that so that you can go back to the one that you actually liked. That's why uh, I, I don't know, care enough. Like, yeah. Don't, don't what, use it up, hurry up, use yes, it up. Fucking okay, well annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, one thing I did notice before you continue was the telltale sign of any Amiga port is that up is jump, and I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. Same. Yeah. Yeah, I, I too detest up for jump, but when you add one one button and a joystick, you better have that or you toe on spacebar. <laughs> uh yeah, so uh, once you've completed that level and he goes, Yay, or you can't hear infant music, you then go on to the siege stage, which is exactly the same as the field battle stage with a different background. <laughs> so rather than it being outside on, on wooden battlements, you're inside a castle. Yeah, And if you fail to progress to that level, you don't die. It's not game over. You drop back outside to the field battle. So you have this, you have this push and pull of going in and out, in and out, in and out. A bit like sex, but nowhere near as fun. Of just going from level, just bouncing between the two levels. Should you eventually overcome the siege stage... You're then onto the mind duel. <laughs> Love which, the sound of it, but no. Yeah, mind duel with that particular kingdom's wizard lord. But how how did the how did someone I want to know whether they decided to call it that and then built that level around it, or they built the level and someone looked at that and went, That's a mind duel. Because I can't figure out whether it, neither of those make sense. Whichever I could, I didn't it. even know that it you could fucking go up the sides. I would just get more and more frustrated with it until I accidentally went upside. I was like, all oh, right, yeah, and all of a sudden this didn't make sense. 
Yeah. yeah. So the mind jewel, <laughs> yeah. listeners, try and picture this. So, so the first two levels, even in the instructions, it says siege, which is the second section. Siege. A siege is exactly the same as a field battle, but it <laughs> takes place within the kingdom's castle. Brilliant. We're not even Thanks. Dressing it up. No, no. I know. I, it, basically, it's what you've just played already. Now, the mind jewel is it takes place this is the instructions right listen to how a much stuff jewel. this has got in it though they're fucking yeah, aiming high aren't they i love it yeah, they, you didn't, they're just well beyond their abilities our station so i'll let's i'll put it i'll put across to you the listener what the instructions are telling you it is and then i'll fucking tell you what it is right <laughs> so <laughs> the mind the mind duel it takes place on a single screen where you confront the wizard lord of the kingdom in a one-to-one battle. That sounds exciting. Each of the wizard's lord's forearms are made up of seven links. Your warrior is represented by a hand which appears around the outer perimeter of the screen and can be moved using the D-pad. Press button B to fire mind blasts at the wizard lord. Mind bullet. Mind bullets. He will fire back from the hands at the end of his arms. That sounds pretty metal, right? Sounds pretty metal, that, doesn't it? Yeah. He's shooting you with yep. finger bullets and trying to bitch slap you into all over the place. That's not After blasting... Nope. After blasting the Wizard Lord a few times, you'll yep. notice his arms getting shorter. Each three or four hits will destroy one of the seven links in each of his arms. There you go, sound effects. Uh, to win the Mind Duel, you've def- got to defeat the Wizard Lord by blasting all of the links out of his arms. And you lose if he drains your life or energy meter down to zero. Right. I mean, in fact, no, I'm not reading all that. I didn't realise there was about five bloody pages of this, but essentially what it is, there's something in the middle with big long arms. He'll shoot at you. You've got to shoot at him. There's a head with uh, with round balls coming off it with hands who shoots you. And yeah, and That's you're it. a finger. Yeah. You're a finger that goes around the perimeter are, and shoots. It's like, um, it's like a really bad tempest. Yeah, but that's not a good vector or, or or gyrus. It's you are scooting around the outside of a screen, shooting something in the middle. The controls are terrible because you push up to continue in one direction. So it's left or right, isn't it? <clears throat> left. If you hold left, then when I expected when I hit the bottom left hand corner of the screen and I wanted to go up, I'd have to push up. But you don't. You just keep holding left. And it keeps going around. Basically, left is anti-clockwise. Uh, left is clockwise. Right is anti-clockwise. Yeah, it's not intuitive though. It doesn't seem no. doesn't seem to work right, does it? No, don't feel shit. right. I mean, the, because you've the, got a square, the, the you've is, got a circle. Just, uh, to the listener, I want you to consider just how shit this sounds, and this is the best bit of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll be honest, and spoilers for later. I struggle to find the best bit of this game, if I'm honest. All I did for this bit was hold down one direction and spam the fuck out of the B button. Yep. It's like yep. I was playing track and field. But as, as you're working your way around the screen, you're getting uh, things appear. So you can replenish your energy as well. Yeah, there's pickups. So, so you do have to... It does help to move direction to go get those. But it's um, you think those other levels are completely uninvolving. That's a very... Un- you just point in one direction. You just keep spamming. Like you said, just spam the button. That's it. 
What then happened the first time die. you got to one of these? Because I just looked at it and went, "What's going on?" And then it went, "You're dead." Ah, yeah. Uh, right. Oh yeah. There's yeah. There's no. There's no room for error. No. You can You got. But but when you start the game, rather than go to a normal, rather than go to a kingdom to defeat that, there's a water temple and there's one in there, and I, he seemed significantly more difficult than getting to the mind duel at the end of, yeah, of a yeah, kingdom. He a, but he had a big metal. He had a helmet on, didn't he? And a beard. Did he? Yeah, and the other one. I tried it a few like times, but I, I tried it, it a few times. I thought this is, this is unplayable. I'm not doing it. It's beyond. And then weird. I went onto the. It, I went on to the main game. And that, apparently, is it. Now, so you've got to do those three levels, those three stages on every single kingdom. Now, there's not a kingdom on every single square, so I don't know how many... I think... I, I don't know how many get, how many levels there, there could be like in total. Yeah, some of them are water, aren't they? And I don't know... I heard this on someone doing a recording. Can't some of them be stolen back? So as you know, like you're going effectively playing capture the flag, and you win. But um, if you've let too many characters off the side, they can then capture these flags back. So you can lose territory as well as gain territory. I'm I, I'm sure someone was saying that on one of the videos I was watching about it, and I'm like, oh, that makes it more interesting. Um, makes it sound right, more okay. interesting. <laughs> yeah, but in practice, maybe not. <laughs> I mean, you can't. It- Having said that, you can save the game with a password scheme. So if you really wanted to dedicate hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and days and years and months and and eons to this game, you could go back and, like you say, try and complete that entire, clear the entire map off and capture all the kingdoms. But nobody got time for that. Wonder what happens when you do. Google. Yeah, well, I'll be honest. Um, I spent, I streamed this for our uh, Twitch channel, and I think I lasted. Although it was on a really hot day, so I was in this room, absolutely sweating me head off. Uh, I think I lasted about an hour with it. The and then I was too hot, and I I didn't like it. And I'll come on. We'll come on to why later. But um, that. That kind of sums it. One final thing, despite you picking all the weapons in the world up on those side-scrolling platform, the first two sections, did you not find that it's the most uninvolving, floaty game and you just keep spamming the buttons and it'll just kill everything? It's like, you're almost like a... I don't. Again, I'll, I'll finish here because we're going to get into this, but it feels like you're, um, you're showered with power-ups to the point where you're a bystander in your own game. Um, and all the power-ups, there's a whole list in the power-ups in the instructions, but uh, you get a crossbow, you get a handbow, you get a mace, you get, they, you get a magic only, demon, which I liked. They I only liked hurt you like when they're ball. whacking, and they can only whack you from the Quacking front. off. So you can just yeah. jump over, get behind them, shoot them in the ass, and then over they go over. So... There's lots of lots of things to pick up, but they're so similar in power that it's point. They seem they yeah. seem they're a bit point. But yeah, so I mean, yeah, you 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 get then you can pick up spells as well, which are again, so you can get a, a green scroll, which is um, essentially a smart bomb, destroys everything on the screen. You get your red scroll to increase your life. You get a blue scroll to increase your your energy, uh, which you uh, yellow. 
destroys all the enemies but near you. White freezes everything on screen, if I remember rightly. Yeah, they all start doing um, like running man, don't they? Yeah. It's going nowhere. Um, going nowhere. A bit like therapy. And yeah, that's, that's the top and bottom of it. It's a, it's a 16-bit side-scrolling platformer with a, with an end-of-level boss. And I think you can probably do that, those three things, at least a hundred times. Or not bother. Judging by the side of the map and and what have you. So, um, anything to add, you two? (laughs) No. I'll I'll wait. I'll 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 unleash my onslaught on onslaught after the cultural interlude. Yeah. Anyway, so that is that is onslaught. That was an onslaught. Mm. Should we have a cultural interlude? Yes. So, before we jump into our final thoughts on Flonslop, Flonslop and the Magazine, should we check out what was going on um, in UK music, films? I mean, I know it sounds a bit it sounds a bit like UK centric, but I'm not going to cover music and films around the world on this date. So, you know, whatever uh, of the we do get music from Dece- around the world in the UK. It's not okay. just do, a yeah, yeah. So, cock yeah, me knees yeah. up every week. A cock me knees up. <laughs> uh, and again, so I couldn't find a, spe- a specific release date, so we'll go for June the 1st, because why, why not? not, eh? Yeah. Why not? First to worst, second to best. Mm-hmm. Third to dirty rascal, or whatever. I don't know. So, June the 1st, 1991, baby. What were you doing, man? What were you doing when you were 14, Mark? Titting up Karen Sheldon. Okay. Hi, Karen. I hope you're listening. <laughs> Didn't expect that. Right, so, singles chart. Singles. So, so new in at number 10 was Shocked by Kylie Minogue. I don't know if she was shocked to be in number 10, but she was in at number 10. It's really quite a, quite a, quite a sexy video, actually. Uh, I think she was trying to get sexy. In 1991, so I don't know when I will be lucky or whatever. Was that 89? I don't know. I, I should be so lucky. Know. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's quite cheeky. I think she's trying to be... Um, look, this is my grown-up. It's a good song, that. that that's that got to be post-Stock Aiken and Walkman. Who wrote that? That's too good for them. Let me have a look. <laughs> Hang on. I'm, I'm checking this out. I want. I need another layer of detail on this. Written and produced by Stock Aitken. Well, I, I, I literally am shocked. Yes, but what they ended up doing was it got it kind of, it got a remix by yeah, um, Jazzy P and DNA. Well, Jazzy P's yeah DNA remixed it, and that's ended up what being the lead single. Lead single, but it has got a rap on there by um, Jazzy P, right? Yeah. So Jazzy P is a female rapper. And I thought, oh, who's this? I just, I barely remember the rap. But apparently she Shot turned like up Like the lightning few... from up above, that bit. Yes. Yeah, well <laughs> done. Yeah. Yeah. Now, she apparently turned up on bloody uh, Big Brother. She was on she? Big Brother in series... Um, I'm assuming 2015. not the celebrity one. 
No, no. <laughs> the 15th series of um, Big Brother in the UK. It's very 90s, that song, isn't it? That piano in mm. it, and those drums. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good pop song, that, though. I don't think I've ever heard it. Well, she performed on Top of the Pops with her as well, and Jazzy told Minogue that previously she thought the singer's music was shit. <laughs> Quote, <laughs> shit. <laughs> but but uh, uh, allegedly, well, what, they, what they failed to report was that the remainder of the comment, which was... But I've seen, I've seen. But since I've seen and heard you perform live hip hop or no hip hop cred, I would pay to see you any day. So she backpedaled on that, or someone did on her behalf. <laughs> but I prefer to think, I prefer to agree with her earlier statement of Calamino's music is in fact shit. shit. <laughs> Choked by my very foundations. Choked by the power. Right, and then sliding, slip sliding from. Number eight. Uh, hang on. Number eight to six. I don't know. Sliding. Sliding up. from eight to six. <laughs> Climbing. Hmm. Anyway, this this was either at number eight or at number six. <laughs> Make your mind up. <laughs> Go to UK chat. I don't know. We're not professionals here, as you could tell. Was Kathy Dennis with? Oh God, I'd like to slide into that. She rate fit my criteria here. I, as a 14-year-old boy, but as a 14-year-old boy, I, I, yeah, I fancied the pants off Kathy Dennis. Now, she went on to, um, she went on to do writing for loads of people, didn't she? Oh, yeah, she's quite, it's quite a big, she also featured in a load of my wanks. Um, but yeah, she, she wrote for <laughs> loads of Probably people. not why she's famous. <laughs> that is, in my mind, she'll always hold a special corner. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, she did. She did stuff for Katy Perry, didn't she? Mainly, I think was the biggest stuff. Now I didn't realise this was a cover. So here we go, Matt. This was a cover of "Touch Me All Night Long" by American singer Fonda Rae and American band Wish, and it was a minor hit for her and the band, and was featured in the 1985 slasher film and Nightmare on Elm Street 2: Freddy's Revenge. Oh really? Interesting. Yeah, apparently. She's, um, oh, is that where he's doing the gay dance thing? Is it? Like, can you remember Freddy's Revenge at all? Because I've never seen Freddy's Revenge. Right, right well, you should three, do, because actually it. it's the best one. So uh, the reason it's the best one is because they use Freddy as a subtext for a lad dealing with his sexuality and he's got this hidden inside him and when it breaks out, he doesn't know what to do. So it's very different to the other Nightmare on Elm Streets in the way that something will happen and then this kid will wake up with Freddy's glove on like he's done it. Um, and uh, and he's clearly in love with his best mate and struggling with it. And it's um, when it first came out, everyone hated it because like it's not Nightmare on Elm Street. And then Wes Craven took over the third one, Dream Warriors, and everyone went, "Yeah, that's how it should be done." But going back and watching them, the second one is probably the best one. It's the one that's held up best. It's, it's the one that's got at least a subtext and a point, more nuance rather yeah, than just and, out and out. Yeah. And, and Freddy in it is actually scary. So he's just the wisecracking a bit, but he's in the dark and the makeup's better and he is awful in it. He's not cartoony. So, yeah, it's right. as good as that one. No, all I remember is the bus. Yeah, so the beginning bit. Again, it. that's a great opening, isn't it? That, um, the bit with the school bus. I don't think I've ever seen it, but you're back... Uh, so, yeah, back to Kathy Dennis. Mm. She did, she, she uh, co-wrote I Kissed a Girl. I get the girl and I like a bit. But, she's, uh, yeah. 
Once she's a month. Done she's that. won. I have a novella awards also. Said she. She can't, she can't get you out of my head. See, she's Kylie song. One. Toxic, the Britney Spears song. One smart, one smart ginge. So yeah, that's Kathy Dennis. She was at number six or number eight. I don't know. Can't remember. And then at number one again. She's becoming very ubiquitous for this podcast in the same way that Phil, uh, uh, same way that Elton John and Dire Straits are. It's Cher. Cher's back again with <laughs> the chuffing Shoop Shoop song from that Phil Mermaid and oh it's in his kiss. I want to know. Tell me. How can you tell me? You need to hear his kiss. That way. But uh, that's Cher. Yeah. Yeah. I've nothing to say about Cher. Yeah. No, I haven't either. It's uh, Cher is Italian for shit. <laughs> right. Uh, Al- <laughs> Cher is shit in any language. Uh, I went to I, I went to a pub the other night and uh, Cher came in with an impersonator. It was Cher and Cher alike. Right. So album charts dropping four to number ten is Schubert Dip by EMF, which contained the hit single, which was kind of the tail end. If we're talking 91, it was kind of the tail end. Ned Atomic Dustbin, EMF, uh, Jesus Jones, uh, Popley itself. But it was all kind of that skater, punky, bit of electronics, some had some scratching in type shiz in it yeah it was certainly that era just before grunge kicked in and took hold really uh dropping three to six sliding out of the charts there is swedish uh swedish duo rock set with their album joyride joyride I don't know that. <laughs> do you don't yeah, know that? Of course you do. You do? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, now I've sung it back she's to myself died. in my own head. Yes, I yeah. is, is she dead? She's died recently, didn't she? What's she called? Mere person or something like that. And then Probably anyway, not. straight in at number one. <laughs> not, not anymore. Straight in at number one. Marie Fredrickson. Not, a, not an actual... Aquatic 61. animal. It was seal by seal, <laughs> which I guess featured um, kiss from a rose. Okay. We're never gonna survive unless we're a little crazy. crazy. This was about a year, a year after he kind of broke Dance through with a damsky on it. Seal's not his real love name. Paradise. They'll be back, be back, be back. That one, yeah. <laughs> He's not really called Seal, he's called Henry. Well. Henry Henry well, Seal. Henry does sound like the name that you would call a seal. Henry the Seal. It seems like a perfectly acceptable name for a seal. <laughs> so he's not, he's not really called Seal, he's called Henry, but is he actually a seal? Everyone seems to remember Henry Olesagun Adiola Samuel. Mm. But... Really, he had the few. He had that first album that kind of broke out, and yeah. then he had that Kiss from a Rose that were on Batman and stuff. 
And then he kind of disappeared. Yeah, yeah. he seemed tough. But yeah, but I think he's bigger in the US than he is in the UK, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, he's had a killer career. Ah. <laughs> yeah. You're crazy. Right. Yeah, you're crazy. Let's uh, let's continue through the yogurt, or sorry, the culture films. So here we go. We love a little quiz, don't we? Love a film quiz. Are you ready? Are you ready? I purposefully didn't keep reading the notes because I've seen that and gone, oh no, I have a guess. Put on your thinking caps, you listeners too, and see if you can get these films that were out in June 1991 to so put yourself back in that in that time. Take yourself back. Number eight in the charts. Kidnapped by cock-a-doody fangirl, not Stephen King, endures hobbling good time, burning through manuscripts like a symbolistic writer's block allegory. Misery. Yes, misery. It's not particularly difficult, that, is it? Right, get this one. At number six in the charts this, this week, ladies and germs, Ethan Hawke stars when a gold-seeking Yukoner saves dog wolf from abuse to form deep long-lasting bond so yukon as in the as in america ethan Hawke stars when a gold-seeking yukon saves dog wolf from abuse to form deep long-lasting bond i have absolutely no idea i'll give you a, it's a disney film i think about a wolf and a, and a befriending a, a wolfy dog thing still no idea on, on a slightly different note, though, just to put it in, I did watch a film with Ethan Hawking recently called Black Phone and definitely Ooh, watch it. Good? It's very, very good. Is it good? Yeah. Yeah. I saw that on some website that you published. I didn't click downloads. So I've not broken. I've not broken any, any laws. But I've not broken any laws know. anyway, because it's only theft if they can prove you would buy it. Oh, OK. Anyway. Yes, I've heard good things about that. So, no, White Fang. Uh... White Fang. And... At number one, jailed for his revolutionary recipes, Maverick Chef must mastermind manipulation of FBI interrogator for, to facilitate his escape. Delicious prison breaker. Silence of the Lambs. Well done, Mark. There you go, yes. That was me picturing like a proper chef from like Ratatouille. Being like, why have they arrested and put a chef in prison? I don't understand it. Um, I haven't seen that either. You're joking. Fucking hell, Dan. Jeez. Do yourself a favour and actually don't watch it yet. Watch all of Hannibal first, then watch that. I mean, the series, not the film. Go on. Yeah, go on. On the Nez, we covered, I think Sansa Lambs has cropped up before somewhere in the top, in the film things. And nearly 18 months to two years ago, Daniel said, I've not seen Sansa Lambs. Oh, right. <laughs> so get on it. Come on. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's very, good. It's good very, film. Very good. Very good film. It's good, Kim. Anyway, that's your culture. That's your singles, albums, films. Uh, what we all been waiting for, peeps? Games. It's we're a gaming podcast, so that's what we're here. That's what we do. That's what we do. So on the first of June, uh, CMVG issue one hundred and fifteen was on the shelves in. Here we go. So the first game was from Capcom, starting with letter M. (laughs) 
a game called Mercs, which um, oh. which regular listeners of this podcast might have realised that we covered a couple of letters ago because that's how the alphabet works. Yeah. Uh, the follow-up to Commando on the Amiga, it was they were reviewing here, and that scored ninety. They were impressed with it. <laughs> they were very impressed with it. Yeah, they enjoyed it. They liked it. Ninety, which to be fair, it's a perfect. It's almost a perfect home kind of game, that isn't it? I know we had our reservations, but I don't think we're all right. The arcade in particular. I mean, it's Capcom. What's not to like? It's always going to be good. Probably better on Amiga, but yeah. Uh, On the NES is Iron Sword Wizards and Warriors Two, which came from Rare. So Mm, um, that should be good. You would think, wouldn't you? Yeah. Now, well. They went on to say that uh, if you're after a platform masterpiece, go for Mega Man 2 or Mario 3. But if it's a challenging game, you have to take a look at this. And it's very much, uh, for the listeners, I mean, we, you can click on the link, the link's in the show notes, but very much like a side-scrolling hack-and-slash platformer. Um, okay. Very bit... typical of an 8-bit. But uh, the music's boss. Uh, it's pretty decent. It's, it's what you'd expect to be, a, to be a solid NES game to play and look like, to be fair. It's not on the Rare Replay collection, isn't that? No, it's not. Probably licensing issues. Well, um, I found a tweet. For those wondering why Wizards and Warriors series wasn't in Rare Replays, because Rare, despite developing the series, don't own the publishing rights to them. That would be throwback entertainment. Ah, there I told you, didn't I? There you are. Uh, scoring 86 on the Mega Drive is Midnight Resistance, which is a conversion of the arcade run and gunner i remember that arcade one and it was good yeah well the arcade one's got the rotary sticks hasn't it in the same way that you carry warriors and thing i was like they've got the rotary sticks but you are rotating your guns at side on uh green beret russian attack uh contra type type thing yeah rather you can rotate your guns you can rotate your guns to shoot which is uh they add it in Arcade Club Bury for quite some time. I don't know if it... I can't remember seeing that the last time I was there. It was on the wall under the um, under the screen, wasn't it? Odd mechanism on it. Interesting, yes, it, yeah. but didn't like it. Yeah. Daniel's friend, uh, Quick and Crash uh, mate, Jim... Uh, Jim Bagley. <laughs> My mate, Jim yeah, Bagley. Sorry, cry <laughs> Yeah, your mate Jim Bagley, who you were uh, quick and crashed, uh, famed uh, Spectrum Coder, he, he took that to the Spectrum, didn't he? He did the Midnight Resistance, he did the conversion for that to the Spectrum. Yeah. Lovely guy, Jim Bagley. Um, and uh, is that lovely? I can't remember his name. I think I've had some kind of stroke this week where I can't remember anything, so I'm sorry. I'm a right dipped. Any time that you speak fine. to me, I'll have only been within half an hour of having a stroke myself. Yeah, but that's different. Man. That's, that's an X-ray stroke, isn't it? And finally, on the home games, is Supercast 2 from Gremlin. This was a wonderful game. Yeah, it, it was, believe it or not, the follow-up to Supercars 1. Wow. Oh, A.K.A. Supercars. Because <laughs> you don't arrogantly call your first game 1, do you? <laughs> it would be great to do that, just bring a game out and call it 2, just to fuck with everyone. This is Supercars 1. What do you mean one? Because how, that's how good it is. It's going to get a sequel. We spoke on another pod where I said, I don't think there are any shit top-down racers. And this is another good top-down racer that I'd forgotten about until... Uh, 
Ooh, it's got on the on the loading screen. It's got an Alfa Romeo SZ. Interesting. But yeah, the, yeah. it's a it's a really good game. This it's a really 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 fun game. Ooh. Yeah. So well, anyway, yes. Uh, to echo your point there, Mister Marco, uh, CMVG gave it ninety one. So they they were um, happy with it. They thought it was. <coughs> they thought it was. Um, well, they thought. They thought it was super. Uh, <laughs> anyway. And finally, in the arcade, you had Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat! Just the first one, though, and they only give it 72, which um, is probably about right when you put it up again. When, once you've cut through the gore and you put it up against the likes of Street Fighter 2 and Fatal Fury and things like that, uh, you're probably like, yeah. Bold attempt. So they actually went on to say, bold attempt to steal Street Fighter's crown, but pff, better look next time. It's got one of those mechanics in fighting games that I don't like, which is juggling. You can juggle people, keep them knocking them off the floor. I don't could like you that. do it in? Could you do it in the first one? Uh, don't know. That series definitely has that Go now, on. as does Injustice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like it. Well, it's the same game in it, just a yeah. different yeah. skin. Injustice is Mortal Kombat for kids in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I I like Mortal Kombat and I like Injustice and I like the original one, um, but yeah, it's no Street Fighter, is it? <laughs> yeah, they've got a place, but I think to at what point do you, you know, you've got platformer games in abundance, haven't you? The history of gaming, you've got platforming games in abundance. No one goes, where James Cod. James Cod. What am I having a stroke? What James Pond? Mm. Nobody Robo goes. Oh, James Pond. It's not Mario, though, is it? I know. That's it, isn't it? So, at what point do you go? Well, yeah, I like Fatal Fury, or I like uh, X Men versus Street Fighter, or I like Marvel superheroes, or I like Injustice, or I like Mortal Kombat. Without going, well, it's not Street Fighter Two, is it? Mm. Well, no, it isn't. But, but the thing is, to still... me, it's not even trying to be. It's no, an that's, entirely... yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. Point. I could get it if like the control mechanism wasn't the same. It's using the same six button layout and the combos were the same. But they were it's it's absolutely just not the same in any way, shape or form. Yeah. It's just the only similarity time, is it's a fighting game. It's like going fucking football similar to tennis. It it, but at that time they were the two big ones, so invariably they they got the comparisons. But yeah, I think it's I can see what they're saying. But, yeah, but they're now wrong. in hindsight <laughs> there's yeah, do you go, well, it's not Karate Champ. Well, is, but is <laughs> yeah, it not so, because... So, so is it not because plus. Street Fighter 2 moved the game on so much when it when it came out, there was nothing that good. Well, they were not that good for years, were they? But it, it well, was well, this is, yeah, exactly. If that was a watershed moment. You had yeah. Yeah, Kung Fu, Karate Champ. Um, but was, the original Street Fighter, for example, was, was poor. Mm. Um, like I mentioned that IK Plus with the two joysticks, you had, you had that as well. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is so it because all these Street things... Fighter 2 moved that bar up? Not just a bit. It yeah. wasn't an incremental improvement. It was no. like, holy fuck, look how good <laughs> this game just is. like, fuck off. Yeah, so everyone was then going to go, well, it's not that. I'll just keep playing this because it's so much better than everything else. Yeah, it, it's the equivalent of going, let's say whoever your insert name of favourite director here, I don't know, Chris Nolan, Tarantino, whatever, um, Imu did good fellas. Oh, fuck, Imu in. did good fellas. I think you it. are having a stroke. Call him an I ambulance. Am, yeah. Dan. You're an ambulance. Yay! Well done. I line him up. You knock him down. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work. It's the equivalent of going, well, uh, it's not a Spielberg film, so I'm not watching it. 
Well, I do quite the opposite. I know, I know. That's probably a bad example for you because I know you, you don't you don't rate him at all. But anyway, that's yeah, that's your games as well. That's CMVG. That is the culture of 1991. Was it fruity or was it rotten? I'd say we're all right. We're all right. Yeah, we're all right. There was something nice there for everyone, I think. So, final thoughts. Let's get to it. What, what is what, your verdict? <laughs> we'll go in alphabetical order, so... Daniel. That's me. What were your final thoughts on... On Coleslaw? On Onslaught? Cup? What? Let's uh, that again. It's a bit rubbish, isn't it? You can... You can get through stage one by pretty much just holding right and tapping B. Um, it's, it's the characters so overpowered. There's no, there's no game to it really. And then when you get to the second stage, you do the same again. Once you've collected that flag on the right hand side, they all start retreating. So you've only got to kill the odd one or two because half of them just wander off the screen anyway. So you can just stand still and kill the odd one or two that comes past you. Um, So it just kind of ceases to become a game once you've done that. And then when you get to the floating head with the arms, just keep holding one direction and tapping a fire button and that's it. Repeat that, repeat that for another 253 times and then you've done it. I mean, it looks all right and the music whilst it's not the best it was I can't say I can't remember it so it didn't offend me enough to to make me want to turn it off when I switched over to the sound effects I thought meh yeah they're passable it'd be nice to have them both together but yeah I just don't think it didn't offend me I was like this is just shit Uh, it was just such a non-event I would score it uh, what it's, it's below average um, it looks alright it looks you know the, the sprites and stuff like nice big colourful sprites but it's about all it's got going for it for me it looks like an Amiga game you can you can tell it's an Amiga part it looks like one when you see the Amiga version it, they don't look very similar do they not? Um, no, the Amiga version looks far superior, particularly the interface at the bottom makes much more sense. The collection and depletion of mind and blood makes much more sense on the... It's like a flag on the uh, Mega Drive one, on the Amiga one, it's like two silhouettes of almost like knights in armour kind of thing, filling up and, and going down. Um, and the power-ups and everything are much tidier and smaller and less chunky. Everything just looks a little bit more refined. Um, so, so it's not a risk. So it, it's not a, a li- it's not a part then. It, no, it's almost it's like total a total remake. Di- yeah. Oh, okay. I, I did mean to actually go back and try Amiga version for comparison reasons, but um, this this broke me. Yeah, it, um, it's a frustrating thing because to give some of its good points, its ambitions are interesting. The fact that there is a map and you've got to conquer this map and you've got to capture this flag and then you've got to do this. Just the way that it's been executed is so completely fucking batshit crazy that it makes no sense at all. Now, when you look at um, reviews for this on the Amiga and ST, people loved it. Like proper bummed it they really 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 like it and then you look at it on mega drive and everybody hates it so i'm assuming that it has some charm 
somewhere, like, you know, for him to have even bothered parting it. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I think they must have just done a terrible job of it. Um, it does look loads better on the Amiga. The gameplay looks far better. Oh, yeah, it looks more slick, more doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Everything yeah. looks better. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think, really, I, I, like I say, I think, you know, if the core concept of the game is good, the part's bad for me. Um, that makes it worse. That means it deserves a worse score. It's not like, oh, we had all these ideas and we just couldn't realise them. It's like, well, you fucking could realise them because them dickheads on Amiga, we're not as much power as you've got, managed perfectly well to realise them. You know what I mean? And all you had to do with that. Um, so for that reason, I'm going to give it a three um, because I think it's a four as well, but they don't deserve one because they didn't try hard enough so they can have a three. Fuck them. Do you think they didn't try hard enough or the, or the, the developers weren't good enough? Weren't good enough. Either way, get, get better developers. Yeah. I mean, it sounds harsh, doesn't it? But <laughs> get better developers or give them fucking Pac-Man. Do you know what I mean? They'd have probably messed Pac-Man up. <laughs> well, looking, yeah. at, looking at their um, next grand were the developers. But yeah, they've only got Onslaught pretty much on Mega Drive. Maybe they tried it and went, can't do this. <laughs> do something else. It's not for us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really hard because we've covered we've covered the game in the introduction and everything that we've covered is it. That pretty, <laughs> pretty sums it up. And mm. there's nothing to talk about other than those first opening platform levels. Like I said earlier, I think you are a bystander in the game. You're just spamming the fire button, walking slowly from left to right, jumping to avoid, I think there's some like mines on the floor or something that will blow you up. Mm. Some floor, floor bombs. That's a new name for mines, floor bombs. Uh, just make sure you don't walk over those. Just keep killing Oh things. yeah, them, yeah. They look like um, them. They don't look like yeah, mines. They look like someone's left one of them. Um, cheap press-on LED stick-on wall lamps on the floor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they, they'll blow up. Yeah. Um, you get the flag. But like I said, the the, the weapons uh, are almost overpowered that you pick up. So the favourite of mine was like a demon head which floats around and, and just chases after anything on the screen. The but it's so efficient. Yeah. It's so efficient that you just... Uh, they're like, oh, okay, I'll just keep it in... It in fire button shall I and oh, right, oh I'm killing everything and then you get the flag and then you do it again the second section the the siege when you go inside is a little bit trickier there's a bit few more enemies maybe less power ups but I found that you didn't always complete that as easy as the first one and if you didn't complete it you went back to the first level anyway like oh, I've got to do this again right okay so I'll do that again alright I'm back in the siege right oh I've not done it Right, so okay, so I'll go back to the first level again. Uh, and it's just, it was like a Groundhog Day. And then, a Groundhog Day that you're not participating in. So it's like, <laughs> it, uh, do you know what I mean? Groundhog like Day, a, but you're an extra. Yeah. <laughs> but Bill Murray's wandering around with his Groundhog, and you've got no power or control over anything that's happened. It just keeps rebooting. 
the title screen looks good when it when it <laughs> fires up. You're like, Ooh, yeah, when it goes onslaught. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. cool, isn't it? And the and the music in that on that title screen is like really RPG. Dun, 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 dun. It's like, oh, we're in for a treat here. It's quite flash. It's late era, you know. We're ninety one. We're into Mega Drive. We're like towards the end of its life, halfway through its life. We're like, oh, here we go. But People like, have got hold of this. Here we go. We're in for a treat. Halfway, and it's just halfway. Through it's just go on about that. 88, yeah. wasn't it? 89, the Mega Drive. I know we said so yeah. in the opening, opening, uh, you know, in the Mega Drive introduction episode. I do forget. I can't remember anything in this episode anyway. And then, so you think, okay, finally I've done that second level. Finally I've got through the tedium of being a bystander in my own game. That it's the only skill that you need is to jump. That's how it feels. <laughs> And then you get to the mind duel and you're like, right, oh, look at this. It's got wavy arms. It's made up of bot. It's like, a, it's like a, an end boss on Salamander or something. This is exciting. Oh, I'm a, I'm a finger. What? And I'm stuck, to the, I'm stuck to the outside of the screen. And unless you move, you're immediately dead. And then when you do click that you have to immediately move, you just keep spamming, spamming the button and you shoot him in the face and then it's finished. And then you're back <laughs> to the map. And you're like, oh, right, okay. Oh, so I've got to do that maybe 40, 50, 60, 70, 100 times of her? Really? So I'm, it's, it's, uh, if, it was, if it had a Latin name, it'd be called Tedium Bystandrio. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like an Harry Potter um, spell. Tedium Bystandrio. But case in point, though, of the back to the quality thing is that whole... We go back to the music or sound effects. Why the fuck, music or sound effects? I mean, I'm no pro. I'm no. I'm no games developer, right? But I can't imagine they've exhausted the Mega Drive's uh, hardware to the point where you can. You, but you can only have one or the other. If, surely, if they, don't, if they don't understand how it works and they've they've queued it up in some manner which means they can't run in parallel then absolutely if they don't know what they're doing which by the very fact that they only made one and i'll tell you something interesting my fun facts it seems like they had no idea what they were doing i don't think they did because the thing is i understand how the computer how the sound on these computers works because i were making sound on computers at this stage and yes you only had a limited number of channels to play with but if you were smart with what you did with those channels what you do is you put the bass and the snare on one because you've got the bass line going and the snare can alternate and you'd crunch it into uh, into less space to make room for the other things you don't really need one channel for the for the sound effects surely you know uh, so so they only needed to free up one channel it's not that hard uh, you know, so and like I said, that shows just how incompetent they were. We need someone who's programmed Mega Drive games to tell us how simple it is, or how difficult it is in there, and really they were. Oh, they, 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 they. Uh, there was not enough control in that organisation, so that's not good enough. Oh, they didn't care. Someone didn't care enough. Or some, I don't know, it just seems shoddy. It just seems shoddy. Well, I don't know. It just seems shoddy all over. Um, so, yeah, it's after that initial splash loading screen where you think, hey, up. Oh, oh, a map. This is intriguing. After that, it's just garbage. Really, it's really bad. In fact, Mega Magazine, you know, the Mega Drive magazine from off of the 90s, I think they rank it in the top 10 or top 20 worst ever Mega Drive games. And I can't, I cannot disagree with that. 
I think if I and I've got to try and find some good points to give it some score. So the music's all right, the graphics are nice. That's it. That is really it. Even the jump and everything that the. the that you float around that screen, you fall and float, you, you don't feel like you're walking, don't feel like you're fighting, and then that, that mind duel, man, you can bollocks. Hmm. Two. So what, two? Two out of ten. Wow. Yeah. Two, three, four. It, it's crap. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised you've gone lower. I thought you were going to, like, whip your little generosity card out to try and balance shit out. You've gone even worse. <laughs> I, try, I tried to. I tried to. <laughs> Nine because, out of you 30, know, as kids, poor. nine out of 30, yeah. As kids, you'd spend a lot of your pocket money on games that you just looked at the back of the cassette box. So there were certain games that you'd come home from and you'd, 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 you'd almost trick yourself into loving. You've got, yeah. I've got to like it because I've spent, I've spent my 2 99 on it, on my one ninety nine. I've got, I've got like, to like it. Like and the last the main, V8. You could, <laughs> yeah. And in the main, you could find something good in most of those games. You could find the beating heart, the, the intended goodness in most of those games. You could get on and enjoy that. But, but, as hard as I tried in this, I couldn't find any redeeming feature whatsoever. No, Apart right. from the music and the splash screen and the graphics are all right, which is, no, sorry, I can't talk about it anymore. You're talking about <laughs> the, the artwork or the back of the box. The best thing about this game when you bought it on the back of the box offer inside free 38 inch by 26 inch poster of cover art by Boris Vallejo I mean you got a poster that cover art's cool as fuck though yeah and you got you got a poster of it that's probably worth buying game for that Exactly. Three levels of play. This is some of the bump off the back. Three levels of play. Three tiers of battle. Endless challenge for all skill levels. <laughs> yeah, it's endless, and that's a ba- that's it, that's a <laughs> bad endless, thing in this yeah. in this respect. Multi layer graphic scrolling, background layer scrolling independently of foreground objects yeah. and player animations. I'm I'm done with this. I were done with this ten minutes into playing it. <laughs> yeah. Right, so do you've have you got a fun fact? Yeah. Sit down and strap in. His facts are like a slap. It's coming at you so so fast. It's Dan's fun fact. Upon realizing Onslaught was failing the trademark security system test with newer Mega Drives. I, it stopped working with more modern Mega Drives and had to be played on the Generation 1 Mega Drives. Ballistic, the, the uh, publisher, dropped the price and attached a warning sticker to the front of the game's box, noting that the game may not work with systems purchased after the September the 1st, 91. Right, <laughs> Should we fix okay. it? Right. Nah, it's just doesn't work. Just put a sticker on <laughs> it. Make it cheaper. <laughs> oh, doesn't that... <laughs> Doesn't that sum up everything I've just said five yes. minutes ago about yes. why wasn't it checked? Why didn't someone go, that's not good enough to release a game that can't have sound effects and music at the same time in mod in uh, quote unquote modern gaming era? You know, we're not, we're not talking Atari 2600. But I like that they what, dropped the why? price. Oh, <laughs> no, it doesn't talk about it. Yeah, well, it's only £10 now. Yeah, but... It still doesn't work. work. Yeah, Making it has not made it work. You could, you could make it work with a Game Genie, though. Yes, yes. Sorry, Mark, I did miss that out. You could, mm. but why would you want to? Uh, exactly. There are many we, better you, things to do with the yeah, game. Yeah, when you alternatively, you could stay at home and stick pins in your eyes. Yeah. 
So what else could we? What else could we have been playing? Funnily enough, the uh, in the list, yeah, there's very very few O's, and to get this one out of all those O's. I don't normally give the full list of games that we could have covered, but I will do because I think there's about nine. Okay. So, <laughs> so you could have had Outrun. You could have had Outrun 2019. You could have had Outrunners. Jesus. So I'd have, I'd have quite happily taken any, any of one of those. I'm, yeah, I'm a, definitely. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big... I'm a, I'm a fun of... Uh, I'm a fun... I'm a fan of Outrunners. It's Me good. It, uh, it took... It took... Um, it took the original Outrun and, and give it a nice spin with different cars and funny characters and stuff. It's good. I know a lot of people don't like it, but I do. You could have had Olympic Summer Games Atlanta 1996, which is... Um, that would have been a good one to it's have, It's got to be a it? track and field type game, on it? I can remember... I used to be a sucker for buying... Remember the things that... Was it Epics that used to buy, like Winter Games and yeah, Summer Games? Yeah, Summer Games. Those, we used yeah. to play those a lot. Yeah, and they were all really rubbish, but again... You'd, they were that to rubbish. Lo- they were all right. You'd learn to love these things, wouldn't you? Yeah. And uh, what else is it? Outlander, <laughs> which so, looks... So just before you move on, look at the Wikipedia mm-hmm. page for Olympic Summer Games, Atlanta 1996. Um, the athletes... The game comes with eight preset athletes to choose from, but the player can customise their names and nationalities before entering events. The athletes are called Paul, Chris, David... <laughs> Kevin, Gary, Colin, Ian, and John. Do you want to know some nationalities? Nice. Gary is Spanish. Uh, oh, obviously. Ian Gary is Don. German. Colin is Japanese. Is yeah. Japanese Colin. Colin. Japanese Colin. Sounds like someone you'd hang out with at pub. I'm all yeah. with Japanese Colin. Where'd you get them DVDs from? Where'd you get them... <laughs> <laughs> Japanese Colin <laughs> French Kevin there's French Kevin as well you get to see dodgy cigs <laughs> oh dear that's made me happy now it's been worth playing that game just for that moment <laughs> <laughs> there is um, a game called Outlander which is kind of like a side scrolling uh, well it's made up of a couple of couple of things really um it's, it's mad max in it it's mad max yeah but it there's sections in it where you jump out of a car and you are it's very much akin to um the arcade game knack god we literally looked out here didn't we didn't we um and you could have had again olympic gold barcelona 92 for another sports game and there's a couple of japanese uh, strategies here that uh, probably aren't worth mentioning because it's it's um it's too complicated for our crazy brains. But yeah, um, that is it. That's O. Like, oh, oh no. Oh, 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 oh dear. it's magic. Come on, yeah, then. Unfortunately, O's not magic. Uh, let's go see what the randomizer's got, shall we? Because I can't talk about this game Good. anymore. You are not prepared. Did you did you like Onslaught? Yeah. No. No, we didn't. We didn't. We hated it, didn't we? We liked it marginally more than we liked you. I'm going to give you something even better. <laughs> that won't be fucking out. What are you going to do? Give me AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> you can have a pee. 
Can I have a P? P? Got it, Tyler. You can have a P. Letter P. And for letter P... Don't give us pit fire. Which, well, you can have P, which also the word penis starts with P, and that's why you are penises. Not nice, it is. Quite horrible. You can have a game called... Are you ready? Puzzle and action. Ikidant R. What? I said puzzle and action. Ikidant R. Or it might be Ichidant. I don't. I don't know. Anyway, piss off. Get back, you bastard! I'll break your legs. Thank you. Thank you. I think. What's the thing? That sounds like Uncle Peter from Big and Bob. Puzzle, puzzle, and action. Icky dance. Ah. Back. Well, I said I'll have a donut. Um, actually, my f- first impression when I looked at this was this looks shit, and the more I see the screenshots, the more batshit fucking mental it looks. I think it might be quite I've interesting. Yeah. I've never heard of it. Neither Let's right. quickly look here on Wikipedia. Um, it okay, so it's a arcade game, and you it can looks get like it. Wario or something. Uh, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You can get it on Sega Ages lineup on the Nintendo Switch if you want. Okay, cool. So that would suggest it's it, probably all right. Yeah, and in 94, it was the seventh most successful arcade unit of the month in, in Japan. Wow, okay, interesting. Don't forget, Mark, Night Trap is also on um, the Switch Online, so... Yeah, but that's an important game, isn't it? Shit, though. As previously discussed. <laughs> previously on Pixel Hunt Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Still shit, though, isn't okay, it? Okay, cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Beautiful. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, so let's wrap up this wonderful game. It's knocked it, I tell you what, it's knocked it out of me. <laughs> I, I, when I saw I'm just the glad it's over. Game, I am. When I saw the screenshots of this game, I really thought, I thought, oh, this looks nice. It looks like it's Gods. And I know that Gods have maybe not aged as well, but it's certainly a significant Amiga game. And you're like, oh, yeah, 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 this looks good. And I was so disappointed, so disappointed by this, that I'm just glad it's over and we can move on. We can we can draw a line under this uh, this awful experience. It's all like a conversation I have most evenings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad today's been so over. So disappointed by this. <laughs> Can we just move on? <laughs> so she says to me anyway. <laughs> so anyway. So anyway, that's it for this episode of Pixel Hunt Podcast. Thank you for enduring this with us, <laughs> yeah. uh, listening to this. We, of course, love you very muchly. Uh, if you want to, well, if you want to play along with us, play along with Puzzle and Action Ichidanta. Play along and let us know what you think. Um, We're not running some kind of high score competition or anything, but it's certainly nice to know. I know that you're listening because I look at the stats, so I know that we've got downloads. I know that you're listening. (laughs) There's someone uh, there. Yeah, there's someone. I know that you two people are listening. So if... uh, Yeah, if you want to reach out to us, you can grab us on Twitter or Instagram at PixelHuntPod. On www.pixelhuntpodcast.com. Ooh, also, 
I've joined mm-hmm. this Switch revolution, uh, this Twitch revolution, because Ace made me because he wants to stream Elden Ring. So, okay. um, I, what I'll do when I play this next game is I will Twitch stream it, and I'll get you to put a link to it somewhere. So, and it's Mister Bobba Lobba. No, it's it's Mister Bobba Lobba. <laughs> we we have got our own. You can have you can if you can set it up. All you need is our. All you need is a Twitch key, and you can yeah. set it up so you can connect. No, because I from need that. to use his because I said I'd get him get him okay. a person to follow him or something. Right. Otherwise, I wouldn't <laughs> be doing it at all. All right. Or you can drop us an email at howdo at pixelhuntpodcast.com Yes, and uh, one final thing that we forgot, actually, and this is it's right at the tail end of the episode now, so if you're stuck around for this long, thank well, uh, yeah, uh, I forgot to mention that uh, we went to Nerg, Daniel and I, uh, up in Newcastle, a retro gaming event, we went out drinking around Newcastle and everything, so hello to everyone that we saw at Nerg, uh, the Tempent Arcade Boys, Neil285, Tronard, Kingy from the uh, IGDS podcast, uh, Phil from Maximum Power Up. Yep, and Deadlock, and it was lovely to bump into Deadlock as well. Deadlock, who puts all our episode guys together, and uh, we spent a lot of the weekend just talking shite with him. Um, uh, Mark Happy Dude, uh, Alex Nintendo Arcade, loads of loads of people we bumped into. Hey, you're not one of fucking Oscar. Come on. And we drank loads of beer, and it was good, and we'll see you there next year. And... When but apart Blackpool, from that, we'll, we'll be, Blackpool we'll be Play Expo recorded. is Blackpool October. is October, October the 1st and 2nd, isn't it? So if we will come back, there might be another episode before that, after your holidays and everything, maybe. But yeah, we intend to go to Blackpool for Play Expo, so we'll see you there. Until next time, <laughs> keep on keeping on. We're Pixel Lump Podcast, playing the games so, so you, you don't have to. Don't have to. Have to. Have to. Have to. Have to.